0: John Jerry down sideline all-time
1: welcome to the 49 er faithful UK show it's week four and the roller coaster pulls up at Levi's Stadium as the Niners welcome the LA Rams for Monday night football or very early Tuesday morning football for the UK faithful. What will the game serve up this week? Joyous euphoria or abject misery? Here to answer that, or at least have a wild guess, it's Paul Hope. Hi, everyone. And Naji Karal. Hello. And I'm Gareth Ellis. So, lads, how are we feeling going into this one? All strapped in tight for the roller coaster? Paul, you're smiling.
2: <laughs> it's the emotional rollercoaster, Gareth. Najee made a bit of a moniker last year saying he wanted an easy game, he wanted us to win easy every week. Where would be the fun in that, Nadji? It's the emotional roller coaster with Jimmy G as your quarterback. To answer your question a different way, Gareth, I've got my rose-tinted glasses on, I've been absorbing all the content this week and I'm feeling confident. How about you, Nadji? Are you feeling confident?
0: No, no, I'm not. We've still (laughs) got Jimmy in the centre and there's always this little voice at the back of my head that just... Says he's going to have another game like he had last week. Luckily, he doesn't usually really does it twice in a row. So I'm a little bit more hopeful that if it won ugly against the Broncos, but it's the Rams. It's, you know, it's divisional round, uh, divisional and it's just so much pressure and it's prime time. And yeah, so I'm, I'm not feeling completely down, but I'm not, I'm not going to predict. A, 24 nothing win like I did last time. i know better this time.
1: <laughs> so, let's take a look at the offence, who will definitely be without Trent Williams. Uh, but Dan Brunskill may make his first appearance of the season. Injuries are, however, beginning to stack up with Danny Gray and Ross Twelly also not practising this week, along with uh, our missing running backs. However, we will presumably have Jimmy G. So, what is our offensive game plan going to be facing the Rams? Naji give us a, a, an in-depth analysis.
0: Well, so, and I think the talk of the, the week has been wh- whose fault was it um, that we lost against the Broncos. And obviously it was Jimmy's, obviously it was Kyle's too, obviously it was the rest of the team. This is a team sport and you can never take one out without taking the other. But... Ultimately, and we were just talking about it all fair, I think Kyle really needs to start learning the limitations of what Jimmy can and cannot do. And yes, you can show however many plays of Debo getting open for 40 yards of for a touchdown uh, on Twitter and whatever. Uh, we all know Jimmy's never going to throw that ball. It just doesn't throw deep. does not what he does. So, how about this week, especially against. An opponent that we know is very strong and on the D line. They probably have the best defensive tackle that's ever played the game. How about we go back to this? Uh, was it 2019 when we destroyed them at home? Um, Dick and dunk, throw the ball three, four yards downfield, use that fast release, put your offensive line into less of a time, time crunch, uh, and get rid of the ball, pull in your playmakers, the Debo and Kale and Ayuk. As fast as you can and let them do the work with the, with the yak. Uh, I would love to see us go back to that because hoping for us to open up the playbook and start checking it left, right, center is just not going to happen. Uh, and even if we do it and players are open, we know Jimmy is not going to do it. Uh, not consistently enough to be good at it anyway. So I, I want to see us do that and I want to see us try and control the line of scrimmage by just frustrating the D line because By the time they get to to Jimmy, if they get to Jimmy, the ball's already gone. Do you think it's a viable situation, Paul? No, I think, as ever, Nadji, you've put
2: it very well. I think the issue we've got, Gareth, is at the moment, as fans, we love the NFL. You look around the league and it's a pass-happy league. Mm. There's quarterbacks lighting it up. And you go back and you look at the 49ers. And if you look at the teams that are struggling, I mean, the 49ers are tied with five other teams for like, low points, and it's the Broncos, it's the Steelers, it's the Patriots, it's the Cowboys, the Bears, all very similar offences, run heavy, and I think we're missing Mustard. I think Naji's talked about this before. Mustard used to give you that bit of speed off the line and, you know, you get six, seven yards first down, then you only have to get it on the second down, and, and Naji said last week, Gareth, third down conversion in Kyle Shanahan's scheme is so vital, and it's missing at the moment. Mm. um totally can shanahan like you said last week gareth can he take his ego out of the equation can he go back to the drawing room can he play to jimmy's strengths this is a marriage of convenience that video came out you've probably all seen it where jimmy's run under his breath i watched <laughs> the press conference where shanahan was like i'm not watching that video whether they like it or not they've got each other this year and like nadji said for me they have to play it with strengths like you said Naji, we watched the tape against the broncos and the stack of the box they knew Jimmy wasn't going to beat them, but I'm worried as well, gents, about Debo Samuel. Last year, he took the league by storm from the backfield, but there's reams and reams of tape on Debo Samuel now. It's not a surprise anymore when he lines up under the backfield. So as much as I'm feeling confident, Gareth, I do want to see more from our offensive guru and what he has planned for our quarterback.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you're right with uh, uh, with Debo. the he's no longer a surprise everybody knows what he's going to do uh lining him up in the back backfield isn't confusing anybody he's obviously he's burnt the rams in a couple of games uh you know including doing doing fairly well in the the NFC championship game i think and and they're going to want that, that revenge if uh if mr dolder can remember who he is this time then then maybe uh he'll make sure someone on the defensive side picks him up uh but that's kyle's got to learn that some of that stuff that didn't work that that did work, sorry, is just not gonna work this year. Uh I looking at the the Broncos game again, it it surprised me. I didn't think Jeff Wilson did that badly. Uh you know, he's he's not an R B one. He's he's not someone I want to go in to a season as our top running back, but I think he can do a job for us. I think he was pulling out six yards a carry. And then again, Shanahan seems to forget these guys exist sometimes and just moves away from them. I think we're we're going to have to uh see a little bit more uh, from the run game, um, uh, and maybe that will open things up for Jimmy. Um, it remains to be seen. We've seen it work before, and we've seen it fail before. So I think this is this is again going to be another early test for Kyle on uh, how he is going to approach a game where he has, in recent years, certainly done pretty well against McVeigh and, uh, and a good Rams defense. But we we tended to have got the better of them over the last few years. Um, it's it's certainly a a good game I think for us to have a, a home game after that Broncos to face the Rams uh, and hopefully Jimmy might get a bit of uh, redemption given that it was the uh, could have been his last game for the Niners and could have been his last play was tossing that ugly oh, interception yeah. in the <laughs> NFC Championship game. Surely if there if there's a, a game for redemption, this is it. Um, and it's come at the right time so let's see do you think we're going to see a reaction from Kyle and Jimmy do we think you're going to see them step up and and try something new
0: (sighs) something you know Um, but seeing them step up I think so I think um, ego is definitely in the balance here I think the media has been pretty brutal this week and it's been coming from all angles at them uh, at both of them um so i would imagine that uh, stepping up is in order um to be fair i don't think they can do much worse um yeah <laughs> so it's going to be very difficult to try and do that but uh no i we're at home you know um the fans been there and i know the fans have been very supportive really recently in recent years so have that aura especially against the rams uh, i think everybody's going to be pumped up to try and exercise the demons um you know i it's just it was russell wilson's game kind of thing every time we play that guy we seem to be really bad and every time we seem to play against john mcgree we we play a lot better so yeah let's let's keep the the hopes up and we shall see tuesday morning um uh, very early Paul,
2: yeah it's it's a strange one going into the rams i mean some of the fan base gareth hate the rams I've got a couple of good friends who I got into the sport with who are Rams fans. But like Naji said, a divisional rival. I'd love to be sat here now, Gareth, saying we're going to repeat the 31-10 victory on Monday Night Football last year. I think if you remember rightly, we all predicted a Rams victory. We were heading into that game feeling mm. a little bit low. Definitely. Similar similar to this week, actually. Similar, yeah. um, but as much as they are the Super Bowl champs, and my friend who's a Rams fan has pointed that out, Naji. They're not doing great this year. No. Um, they really struggled against the Falcons. And to give my mate Mike a bit of credit, after the Broncos game, he actually texted me and said, the 49ers will beat us next week, mate. Don't worry about it. You'll, you'll bounce back. So I've got that <laughs> message saved, Gareth. That's what I'm
0: holding on to. Sounds like a reverse jinx. No, there, I don't believe him.
1: <laughs> Been on that? Uh, have you watched much of the Rams this year? I can't say I've I've paid that much attention, but they certainly do seem to be one of those teams where you're not quite sure if they're a good or a bad team. What have What have you made of what you've seen so far, or what you've might have heard?
0: I've I've watched a game against the Bills. Um, it was the first game of the season. I, obviously, it was week one. It's very hard to gauge what teams are like in week one, but. They've been much of the same since, and I've only watched, uh, highlights since, and, uh, extended highlights from the, the Cardinals last week. But as Paul said just now, I think they're really, really struggling, and Matthew Stafford has turned into his, his, uh, late self from last season, where he was throwing really weird interception by just chucking it downfield hopelessly almost. And, uh, I remember Ambry Thomas coming, coming down with one of those, and, and Jaquiski Tart missing on one of those that could have that could have changed the game, but he he seemed to be very prone to to those, and and they don't have Odell Beckham this year to be able to uh, to snatch those, or or Van Jefferson uh, who's, who's been put on IR. So I think they're still same as we are, kind of looking at themselves and, and and where they are, but they definitely have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover and. It's definitely a good time for us to take advantage of. Uh, I think the back end of their defence has very drastically decreased in uh, in talent. And uh, Jalem Ranzi doesn't seem to be quite as sharp as uh, he has been. But who's to know if he doesn't put it out of the bag just against us, obviously.
2: It's quite interesting, Gareth. They lost Whitworth. He roared off into the sunset. Mm -hmm. Super Bowl champion. Nadji said there, Van Jefferson, Beckham. Stafford doesn't look great. I watch, I watched a lot of the uh, game against the Falcons purely in preparation for this. And at one point, they were 28 3 up third quarter, and they nearly got beat. And it was quite interesting to watch them struggle. You know, obviously, we, we suffered at the hands of them last year. Equally, as well, Nadji, from the offensive point of view, they've only scored 61 points through these three weeks. Um, so they're only number 15 in scoring. And I think maybe with Rose Tinted glasses last year, the Rams seem to be quite good they seem to be airing it out they seem to be scoring a lot of points Um, and also when they're running the ball Gareth they're averaging about 5.3 yards per player I think Akers there was a lot more expected of him obviously he's recovered from the Achilles but all isn't well in Los Angeles but it sets it up doesn't it nicely for Tuesday morning Um, you'll be pleased to know Gareth that I have decided to stay up for it I've dusted (laughs) off the Broncos game I've managed to get a late start at work so I will be up in the game day thread with yourself no doubt
1: Fantastic. So over to the Niners' uh, defensive side of the ball. Uh, Injuries also beginning to build up a little bit with Alshair, Armstead and Kinlaw not practising so far this week. Uh, Monday does provide us with an extra day to recover. So who do you think uh, is going to step up and stop the Rams? uh, And other than perhaps Stafford and Cooper Cup, who have they got who's a bit of a danger?
0: Well, uh, Alshaya unfortunately is going to probably be put on IR. Uh, he's got oh, a um, uh, sprained MCL, so he's probably going to miss six to eight weeks, same as uh, what was Trent Williams no. uh, early early prediction um but it seemed william seems to be a little bit less now but i'm definitely a little bit concerned about um about kinlaw and Amstead because that's the two main guys in a middle um that do a lot of work to free up Bosser and omeni and drag jackson and all those guys rotating um well i have all the confidence in the world in in kerry heider and Kevin givens it's just not quite mm-hmm. the level of motor and skills that we we need um kinlo with the knee again that's what concerns me I th- we thought he was passed down he felt better than ever and all those tropes you're here during the off season so uh yeah let's keep an eye on that and see if he uh, if it's just a knock or something um that he can get past quite quickly i thought armstead was Almost very close to play on Sundays last Sunday against the Broncos. So I think they might have been just precautious with him and uh, hopefully we'll see him this week. Um, but I, I, as you said, Paul, I think their run game has just not taken off at all this, this season. And, and we've been really good at that anyway. I think we've been stifling really strongly any kind of red game. And the Broncos didn't do anything. The Seahawks didn't do anything at all either. And the Bears didn't either. And that's three very good running teams technically, which we've been able to stop. And our defense is largely, you know, number six overall in the, in the league right now because of that. But the problem is, and we all know, uh, is that one guy that they've got uh, and it's Cooper Cup, and no matter what and how and who is against him Managed to get open and him and Stafford have got a really good relationship So it's going to be a case of having, you know, whoever and wherever Cooper Cup lines up Because he lines up everywhere, rise up to the task and give enough time for Bosa to get home uh, But I, I have all the faith in the world Our defense is, has been nothing but stellar this season so far Um all they need now is to recover those fumbles and and uh, get a, a few more key turnovers because turning the ball over when you're 20 to seven up is one thing it does change the game a little bit but turning the ball over when you're you know down by one or mm-hmm. just leading by three points is is a hell of a lot more effective so let's hope uh let's hope half can put his big shoes on and uh intercept a couple and uh, and and go to the house and score some points because I love have much faith in Jimmy.
2: <laughs> See, as much as it's been a bit of doom and gloom, Gareth, about the offence, you look at our defence, and Nadji touched upon the Bills game. Now, I didn't watch that game live because it was the first game Thursday night, but if you watched how the Bills stifled the Rams' offence, they didn't blitz, Gareth. They sent mm. four after Stafford, and when you look back on there, he finished on, I think it was 5.9 yards per attempt, on 41 attempts. He had three interceptions and a fumble, and the Bills basically sent four after him. The whole time and that's what we do best actually we lead the nfl in that if you look at the stats we're 52.1 percent in pressure rate with non-blitzes let's face it nick bosa what can we say about 97 i know the kinlar injury Naji when i saw him on the practice report and i thought oh, that bad knee but we've strengthened in that position we've, we've picked up all these key pieces i don't think ryan's will go away from his game plan gareth i am concerned of cooper cup like Naji said there but the key will be to get to Stafford, can Stafford get the ball out quick? And for me, I don't know whether he can get out as quick as like Aaron Rodgers or you know even Jimmy Jimmy G. is normally quite good at getting the ball out. But it'll be interesting to see who he sends after him at Borsa and then who else of that pressure.
1: I think you're right. The the Bills put a bit of a uh, a strategy there on tape. Uh, keep it all covered. Uh, Rams have got new faces on the offensive line. Stafford, of course, isn't necessarily the most mobile of quarterbacks. If you can rattle in with just four and keep everything covered up, um, then then you're going to stifle them. And, of course, you're going to force Stafford into, hopefully, throwing some of those interceptions. Um, And certainly if you can keep Cup covered, they don't have a lot of other – they're not bristling with offensive weapons. They tended to have relied, I think, a lot on, on Cup and a few uh, bit-part players. So I think there's there's something there for, for Ryans to work with. Um, and I'm, I I think we might be looking at another defensive, uh, uh, low-scoring slugfest, um, yeah. which possibly suits us. Because uh, let's face it, we know <laughs> we ain't winning any shootouts anytime soon.
2: <laughs> nope. but, I mean, you're right in what you said. They're going to go for Cup. If you look at the numbers, everything tends to be underneath. Nadji's latest man crush, Hufanga, is going to be there. And we're sat here smiling as 349ers fans because we know we've got that good front. We've also got the good linebackers. And now we've got Mooney Ward. Yeah. I would see him probably, Nadji, covering yeah. the cup where last <laughs> year... Remember, lads, we were sat here last year with Josh Norman covering him. And I think that's why a lot of us were like just waiting for the flag. Not gonna lie, Gareth. I still look for the flag now. Whenever a good player comes in our defence. <laughs>
1: it's a, it's the it's the trauma of it. I think every time I see a fall, a pass fall incomplete, I just assume there's gonna be a flag. <laughs> yeah, that's true. yes yeah, uh, true. I think uh, Mo- Mooney Ward is um is beginning to look like a bargain after only three games. Um yeah. and obviously uh, sticking a little Mr. Cup in his uh uh pocket would would do his reputation no no end of good. Yeah, absolutely. So, any any players, any Niners players that you're going to have your eye on to predict for a good game? Who do you think is going to step up either side of the ball?
0: I want to, I want to, I want to see a Ray Ray McLeod uh, run one for uh, for a touchdown on on special team. These these games seem to be uh, always have that one play where somebody, usually not us, is going to do a trick play on on special team. How good would it be? Maybe even on the first player of the game. To, to have one of those and put McVeigh back on his heels and say, see, you've been trying this against us for years now, but now you're down seven. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, a bit of special team mind games and, and Ray McLeod taking one back to the house. Paul? Mr. Gowland is
2: going to be very happy. Last year, Nadji's nemesis Jimmy Ward stole the show. <laughs> Pick six. Jimmy Ward is not available. So what better, Gareth, for Sammy Womack mm. to come in, pick six against the Rams, number 26, jumping around in the UK. Yeah. Um, Being a little bit joking aside, I'm, I'm looking at McKivitz coming in to replace Trent Williams. I mean, that's that's, that's a massive task. Trent Williams is, is awesome. You touched upon Brunskill. I'd like to see Brunskill play centre yeah, because definitely. I haven't been quite torn. I, I thought Brendel hasn't been great. Brunskill always tends to do well against Donald. So I would like to see Brunskill under centre on um, Tuesday morning. And I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. Jordan Mason. Please let this be the Jordan Mason coming out game. That's all I'm going to say on that, Gareth.
0: Yeah, I just want to jump in real quick regarding yeah. Brunskill because whilst I agree um, you know, skill-wise, I think he might be more ready to handle um, Aaron Donald. He hasn't practiced neither training camp or until very limitedly on wednesday and he might get to full practice by the end of the week but checking him against donald on his first game back uh with no legs no wind uh, i'm not sure is the greatest idea i think it's a recipe for disaster uh, i wouldn't mind seeing him maybe do a series or two like maybe back did for the for the packers last week come in, do a series see how you feel come out for one go back for one see how that goes Etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I, I, let's not disrupt a really hard chemistry that's building up against those, those guys on the line who've already got, lost trend. I'd rather us build up that unit as it is because that's the future rather than chucking Brunskill back in, who we more than likely know is not going to be with us next year. And Brendel probably with, or will. So, I I agree, and, and I know Brunskill has Donald's number, I, the the fitness element tells me I'm, uh, that's probably not a good idea. Let's not forget Donald, who Donald is, right? I know we hate him and I know he's, he's one of other arch nemesis, but he is very, very good and he'll take oh, advantage of player. any... If you're even 10 for a second slow, then you should be you're probably gone, so uh, I don't want to see that.
2: Mm. We need Jimmy to get that ball out of his hands. Oh, yeah. You're right, Don- Donald's amazing. As much as you like to hate him, you're right, Nadja, you can't yeah. But admire the guy yeah. he's a great player.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was uh, I was torn between Hafunga. I think uh, I assume Nadji was going to mention uh, uh him, but I I'd also like to see uh Jeff Wilson uh carry a bit of the load. I think he may have to do some hard work, some hard yardage, but he can also be the guy who may get those uh little short passes and maybe it's going to be a question of of falling back with that deep pocket, letting the pass rush come and fl- flipping the ball over the top of it. We've we've had teams do that to our pass rush with with some success with a small back just sort of slipping his way through and then suddenly you've eliminated the entire pass rush because you just dropped the ball over their heads. Uh, I think that's something that we should potentially try and do to to try and keep them a bit honest really and, and keep, keep Donald thinking, well, I can't just pin my ears back and go for it. Because they're gonna flow over the top of me. So, have you got any uh, bold predictions for the game before we move to score predictions? Care to stick your neck out for an individual performance? <laughs> bold prediction: Will Will Jimmy score a, a safety this year with this, this game?
0: <laughs> oh, but coming on that subject, I want to I want to stand corrected. One of my friends has uh, pointed to me that there is another way you can get safety, which is actually less point than two um you can have a one point play in the nfl which i actually didn't know about uh which is a safety on the pat so very very unlikely but oh yes if you're attempting a pat after scoring a touchdown so a point after after touchdown and somehow the defense scores a safety on that play that would be worth one point uh which i thought was uh Pretty interesting. I also forgot to say that if uh, an offensive holding happens in the end zone, that would be a safety. Uh, now, uh, ball prediction. I, I think it's going to be largely a very boring game, dink and done, and no many Um I think it's it's probably going to be a field goal kind of, whoever's got the last possession win kind of thing. Um, so I, I'm going to say, uh, I don't want to say it because I don't want to jinx it, so I'm not going to. But he involves our kicker making kicks. <laughs> I'm not saying
1: it. it. NF, NFC special teams player of the month, Mitch Wisnowski.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. I mean, he deserves it. He it was it's pretty on point. This was a,
2: a difficult one, Gareth, preparing for tonight because you think bold predictions after watching your <laughs> offense only score 10 points last week. Yeah. Um, I'm going to repeat mine from last week. I think Jimmy's going to have 200 passing yards. I think he's going to have zero interceptions and two touchdowns, and one's going to Mr. Kittle. I think Club 85 is going to get to celebrate. Don't we? We need that. And equally, the second touchdown up to you guys Debo Samuel, George Jordan Mason, Mason Jeff on, Wilson. I, I don't care. But, uh, I think it's going to be a tight game, like you said. And I think that'll be reflected in our scores. So, what about you, Gareth? Is there anyone, any bold predictions that you're going to hit us with now?
1: Two interceptions. One of them will be a bit pick six. I, uh, I, Which I think it's. it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we'll, we will score the pick six. Oh. We're picking up Stafford. <sighs> this is. Well, uh, you know. <laughs> I, who knows what uh, and when Jimmy might throw? But, uh, <laughs> or, or I think I think we're gonna do a um, we're gonna do a number one Stafford. I, I so. think one thing that Kyle does seem to also understand how Mc, McVeigh wants to set out his offense and can explain that to Ryan's, um, and always seems to be that little bit step ahead. Yeah. Apart from the game when we weren't obviously, but
0: well, we were close. Really close. Who was
2: getting the pick six then? Because I was watching highlights back from other games. Uh, Alpro pro Fred. Got his first pick six of his career against yeah. the rams jimmy ward mm-hmm. last year you know that Some of Naji's favorite players we're talking about here gareth yeah. so h- who's going <laughs> to be added to
0: that list Lenore,
1: yeah Lenore or, or mooney ward
0: oh Why yeah not? money nice. would be good
1: yeah, yeah they try they try and do a short pass into uh uh cup because he looks wide open and and mooney's spotted it since before the snap um nice. Snags an easy one and, and strolls in. Very nice. It's it, it's This is how it works in my mind, anyway. Um, <laughs> it all seems so simple. Yeah. So, lads, score predictions. Ugh. Paul, let's start with you.
2: Well, I'd love it to be a 31-10 repeat from last year, but I'm going to go for a 20-12 to victory for the 49ers. I think it's going to be low scoring, So, I hope I'm wrong and I hope the 49ers win by loads, but for a score for your you sheet... 20-12 to 12 for me, Gareth.
0: And Yeah, I've got a close one. Um, I'm not really hopeful on points scored. 17-14, um, um, 49ers win on the buzzer.
1: What happened to us uh, all predicting the uh, Rams win that we did last year and well, we
0: all proven to be wrong? That's what a week will do to you. <laughs> Just uh, You That's me Monday, I well, would have told you Rams win for sure. <laughs>
2: what confused me Gareth was the wheel of uh positivity which I've had lots of positive uh, yeah. comments other people who do other podcasts were like where did you get that wheel from that wheel's really good <laughs> and when you listen to the audio back because yeah. we could see it you could actually hear yeah. it so I think that's why're we all positive Gareth because of Naji's wheel of positivity there we
1: are well i'm I'm gonna round it up with um uh, a uh, a 20 to 20 tie oh no score in overtime.
0: Oh God, that's that's a horrible prediction for all the people watching live because that means they're going to bed really, 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 really late or very early, I guess.
1: (laughs) I I I can't. I'm torn between us can't seeing us winning and can't actually bring myself to predict a Rams win. Yeah, so I've decided to split the difference. That's fair. Let it be
0: known, everyone listening that. If you're going to bed at 6 a.m., it's uh, Gareth. It's my fault. It's It's my fault. (laughs) So there we are. So uh, other interesting news.
1: The 49ers official watch party is back on for the Falcons game on the 16th of October at the Box in Leeds. Paul, what can you tell us about it?
2: So for those people that have been following me on social media, the news broke a couple of days ago, Gareth. So Gridiron have got fully behind this one. This time they use our footage from the last meet-up. And they put a a great tweet out yesterday. So it's the same as last time. Uh, The 49ers are running this watch party. It's not a 49er Faithful UK event. We will all just be attending as fans. Although we've worked very closely with them, Gareth, it is their event. The doors open at 4.30pm. Please go to the 49ers Facebook page. Go to the event column, which I'm looking at on my phone now. You need to let them know that you're coming. That will obviously let them know how many giveaways to come. I believe Salvador Sam will be there. There could be x 49 of players there. Um, there's going to be giveaways. It says fans in attendance, Gareth, will be treated to a Levi Stadium atmosphere with fan chants, scoring songs, raffles, and giveaway items for those in attendance. Ooh. Now, the key thing to remember is it's first come, first serve. So even if you tick that you're going on the Facebook page, it is out of our control and um, those people who did join us in leeds last time the box is quite a big venue um, we will be arriving in leeds from dinner time we'll probably be heading to the head of steam which is literally two minutes away from the easy hotel and um, those people that are not on facebook if you let me know via twitter dms i'll let nick clark go, know that you're coming and just keep watch out on our social media gareth because i will apologize now I will be sending many a tweet out between now and the 16th of October.
0: Just for the people that serve dinner means lunch, so so <laughs> twelve <laughs>
2: noon. Yeah, sorry for the naffy <laughs> bit there. Yeah, no, noon. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: don't, uh, no need to apologise, Paul. Thanks, thanks for that. And uh, it's uh, it's great to see the. Uh, uh, the Niners have, have moved quickly to, uh, to organize it. I know a lot of people were disappointed that the official, uh, aspect of the watch party on week one, um, was, was cancelled for, for obvious reasons. But, uh, it's a, it's a great commitment, I think, from the 49ers to come back, uh, so quickly and make sure they could have easily just let it slide this year. Yeah. Uh, and it seems that they were very keen to, to make sure that they didn't allow that to happen. Uh, so great to see the event and hopefully i can i can make it <sighs> so hopefully that's not going to put anyone else off but we will we well, that will see be, that will be
2: the best bit of the day gareth because it'll mean all four of us in a room for the same time first time ever there's a lot of people excited by that we'll have to get a four yeah, well, I... just wanted to jump in it's a free event as well i think we forgot to mention that last yeah, time yeah. so there is no charge it is a free event and we'd love to see as many fighting er faithful UK people there yeah, as Yeah,
0: you know, there was families coming that came to, to R1, which transformed into R1s, you know, and we're talking there was babies, you know, three, four years old. And, and obviously, you can come and stay for however long you are, and everybody was very respectful of everyone's space and understood everything. It's, it was very much a, a, a big Niners family, and it was great to see uh, being six o'clock game again. Um, don't be afraid to come down with with your family. You'll be welcome, as well as a bunch of men watching football. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, come down. It'll be fun, for sure.
2: But we're all welcoming yeah. anyone who hasn't been to one before. 5 If you're a bit nervous, you can tell from the banter that us three have on the pod. Happy to shake your hand. naji's offering hugs, oh, yeah. which is I'm, a thing I'm, that's I'm trending okay. on Twitter, Gareth. Um, but, yeah. Oh, Oh, like you said, It's open to all ages um, Like you said It's going to be an amazing yes. time First ever one From what I've gathered The research I've done This is the first ever NFL Official watch party Where the team Have obviously took over A sports bar And they're streaming the game And pumping the noise From the stadium in And they're going to have The mascot there They're going to have The giveaways
0: Which we're all Very excited about Or <laughs> <Well>, Kevin's <laughs> going to win Everything So it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs>
1: Great stuff. So thanks, Paul. Thanks, Naji, for your company uh, you. and your insight. Thanks to everyone who listens to the show. Don't forget you can like, subscribe, comment and all those other sort of things. And don't forget our YouTube channel. You can find it by searching for 49er Faithful UK. We'll be back next week where hopefully we'll all be picking roasted lamb from between our teeth. Until then, go, Niners.
0: go nine. Like Joe Montana in the corner, D. Clark, Garrison Hurts, Sniff going 99, don't get it twisted, run it all with five time. John Teller, Jerry Rice, down the sideline, NDB, greatest on the up, all time, Bruve, Walgreen, bill Bellachek, we all students of Bill Watts, don't ever forget.